Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. As always, you can check us out online. Our blog will have all of the books we mentioned in this episode. And you can find us there at libraryoverload.home.blog. Also, all of the socials, we are at Library Overload there. Right, today we are going to be catching up on what we've been reading. Yay! This is some of my favorite episodes. Same. Yeah, we're just reading what we want to be reading. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and um, for the most part, we're either all across the board in all sorts of different stuff, or it's all like the same stuff. Mm -hmm. I am a bit specific in this episode. Okay, okay. Um, Mostly YA. Okay. Yeah, I'm YA too this week. Good deal. All right. Well, last, I think it was last week. When we, last we spoke. When last we spoke, I mentioned that I picked up an old R.L. Stein book yes. called Halloween Night. And mm-hmm. it has like this awesome jack-o'-lantern on the cover. And I was like, well, obviously, like, I have to read it. It's October. Um, <laughs> and so I picked that up. It, it ended up being really cute, really cool. So this came out in September 1993. Wow. I know. I was four. I was 10. <laughs> so we we meet Brenda. Brenda's cousin Hallie has recently moved into their home because her parents are going through a really bad divorce. And Hallie starts stealing Brenda's boyfriend. Oh, no. So Brenda hates Hallie. Well, obviously. And... In the midst of this, of course, they're in high school, and Brenda and her two girlfriends have to write a murder mystery story for English class. Mm-hmm. And Brenda is so angry at Hallie that she decides that in their murder mystery story, Hallie is the one to be killed. Obviously. Of course. But then it gets worse, and Hallie makes Brenda so angry that Brenda decides that she's going to legitimately kill Hallie at her Halloween party. What? I know. So it gets very serious very fast. Because Brenda keeps finding notes in her room or one day there was a dead bird in a jack-o'-lantern in her room. Like it's just it just escalates and she's she knows that Hallie is doing this and she's so angry and Hallie has stolen her boyfriend and she's going to kill Hallie. All right. And it just escalates from there. And it was super cute. It was a super fast read. It was only 185 pages, but it was really cute. And I enjoyed it. I sat down and read it, you know, just like a couple hours, but I did really like it. And I liked reading R.L. Stein because I feel like if anything is, is October reading, it's Mm -hmm. R.L. Stein. I get that. I did not realize or maybe remembered and forgot that he wrote anything other than Goosebumps. Which I think we briefly talked about before, but um, I, yeah, I didn't know he did that. So oh yeah, Pretty he cool. did that, and then he he's still writing stuff, but it's more YA instead of like kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's still putting out stuff. Cool. I don't know if he's actually writing it or if right. someone is just writing for him, but yeah, 
Interesting. Stuff is still being put out. Yeah. We mentioned in the last episode, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and yeah. you said the new book came out. It was a different author. Yeah. He was picking up the story. That's I. That's why I didn't realize it was happening, I guess. But um, pretty cool, nonetheless. Yeah, it's no longer under Stieg Larsson's Because mm-hmm. he anymore. was, he right. did all of that before he died. Gotcha. And then he passed, and now that other guy's picking up the story, which is still really cool. Yeah, no, it is very cool. Um, I wonder how similar this style will be, right. what it would feel like. Right. Interesting. Okay, well, my first book that I'm going to chat about is called The Cruel Prince. That's by Holly Black. You've been meaning to read this for a while. Yes, and I... I had checked it out from the library and it's just been hanging out with me. And then (laughs) I realized that it wasn't a finished series. So I kind of held on to it for a little while, but I went ahead and read the first one. It was, it's called the folk of the air series. And so this, the first one the cruel prince was published in 2018. The wicked queen, or I'm sorry, the wicked king and the queen of nothing are both published this year. Oh, wow. So the wicked king was published in January Hmm. and that's the sequel. And then The Queen of Nothing is going to be published next month in November, and that'll be the finale. I wonder what that means. I don't know. That's really weird that they would crank I wonder if that she, quickly. I wonder if she wrote it all as, like, one piece, and mm. maybe they said, no, this is too big. Maybe. And split it up for her, so that's why they were putting, able to put them out so quickly. Maybe. I don't know. But no, that is really weird, though, that it's split yeah. up so much. But I figured I was safe in reading it now. Um, maybe I could, like, I, I think I read this one at the end of September, and so I could read the Wicked King this month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be ready for the next one. There you go. I like um, it. It was, it was okay. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. I, I think I was in a weird place when I was reading it and it was just a little bit boring to get into, but I pushed through and I'll finish the series. Um, but I, at this point it's not like, Oh my God, that was the most that. amazing yeah. thing ever, which people are kind of saying that it is okay. like, it's a big, thing that you see lots of people talking about okay uh and for me it just wasn't that but maybe maybe i'll get into it and it will be it is about jude and when she was seven her parents were murdered Mm. and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the high court of fairy oh i do love that yeah so as a human she has to go to school with all the kids of the fairy nobility and they kind of make fun of her because she's a human and none more so than Prince Cardin, who's like the king's sixth son. Okay. And he's kind of a pain in the rear, mm. but it's kind of, you can see from the onset, it's going to be almost like a love to hate thing. Sure. Um, they just have this, this back and forth. And then Jude wants nothing more than to fit into this world because she was young enough when she was taken that she isn't quite as angry about what happened as she should be. She just really, really wants to belong. Okay. So in order to belong and to set, uh, set her place at court, she has to defy Cardin. And so they kind of butt heads and they're going against each other. And then a massive betrayal happens. Oh my goodness. And they have to work together. And it's, it's kind of crazy, uh, but it, it was fun. It was cute. It was fairies. And I've never seen a take on it where, the person there wasn't at least half fey. Right. So she's legitimately 100% human. She has no special powers whatsoever. Okay. And it was, it was fun. It was cute. It wasn't like, Oh my God, this is the most wonderful piece of literature in the whole world, but it was cute. It was good. I'll, I'll finish the series. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, my next one I'll talk about is called Girl Made of Stars. And this one is really good. It can be triggering. There is uh, talk of uh, sexual assault in there, so do be kind to yourselves. But this one follows Mara. She and her brother Owen are twins. Mara is a junior in high school, so of course she is dealing with the drama that comes with that. Mm -hmm. She and her girlfriend have broken up, and so she's dealing with that. She's dealing with the trauma that she has had happen a while back, and Mm -hmm. she never has talked to anyone about it, so she hasn't really dealt with it. So she's dealing with all of this when all of a sudden Owen's girlfriend, who is Mara's one of her closest friends, comes out and says that Owen has raped her. Oh, wow. And so it's Mara trying to deal with all the issues that's just regular teenage girl Mm -hmm. issues and then assault and then having to deal with my brother could have possibly assaulted my friend. Mm -hmm. Who do I believe? What do I do? I want to support my friend. I want to support my brother. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. It's just, it's, and it's written. It's intriguing. It's very good. I had never heard of it, but I, I think I just happened to find it at the library. I decided to just browse instead of like online requests. Yeah. Yeah. And happened to see it. The cover's kind of striking and it's just, it's written in a really careful, respectful way. Now, is it an LGBT book per se or? Technically, yes. Although Mara's relationships aren't a big part of the story so it's just a character but it's not it's one of those things where they're not drawing attention to it as like right it's it's just like bt dubs mara is bi but that is not the point of the story she's just she happens to be a bi character in this story i appreciate that yeah and i'm kind of an asshole because i didn't think about it for last week yeah until i i just realized i was like well there's another one, but I think we gave you guys enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I we, mean, we, we had a ton of books. We had the rainbow covered. Yeah. But uh, it's it's super good. It's just what do you do when you find yourself in a situation that is so rock meets hard place? Right. Like, do you trust your brother or believe in him enough? Or, you or know? do you believe the victim and it happens to be that your brother yeah. is the assaulter? Like, it's... It's a, a very relevant topic as it well. It is. And it's... it's came out this may be wrong but i believe this book came out last year so it's Mm. definitely of the times and i just i really enjoyed it and i'm mad that i haven't talked about it yet Mm -hmm. so it's definitely one that i would i would recommend i gave it four stars like it's a very moving important story now is it considered like a slice of life or do we have any closure or Um, i don't want to say okay but I do, th- I, you guys knowing who I am and what I like, I gave it four stars. Nice. Okay. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. I'm moving on to The Bride Test. And this is by Helen Huang. And I talked about this on our Beach Reads episode because it just came out this summer. And I was really intrigued to read it. It's the. It's been everywhere. Yes. It's really good. Is it's it? The, it's the follow-up to The Kiss Quotient. That's what I heard. Okay. Uh, it, not necessarily a follow-up, but a sequel in the series. We still touch base with the characters from the first book. But it's not about them. Right. But this okay. is about Kai 
And he is the cousin of Michael who was in the first book. Okay. We met him in the first book. But Kai is autistic and he believes he can't love. He believes he can't feel emotions because he's autistic. Because something happened to him when he was younger and everybody's like, why aren't you sad? But he just processes sad in a different way. He Obviously, being autistic, he processes his emotions in a different way. Sure. But in his mind, he's led himself to believe that he can't love people. Aww. Yeah. So the wonderful Asian mother that he has. She, Do you mean wonderful in a good way or wonderful in a sarcastic way? I mean, I think that there is a stereotype that exists that Asian mothers are very meddlesome in their children's lives. Okay. And they definitely play to that in mm. this book. So his mom goes to Vietnam. I guess, which is their homeland. Okay. Um, it, it's never really specifically Does said. she go to a market and find a find a wife? She goes to a hotel. <laughs> so, so first of all, she's holding interviews. Oh, my gosh. For women. But she meets Esme, who is working in the bathrooms as a bathroom attendant. Wow. And she likes her the best. But Esme has a secret. and But she agrees to go to America to try to convince Kai to fall in love. Now, Kai doesn't want, or Kai's mom doesn't want her to just marry him. She, she wants him to fall in love. So she's well, like, that's very sweet. Yeah. So she's like, we're going to give it a summer. If you happen to, you know, have chemistry with him. Great. If you don't no pressure, I'm not forcing you to marry him. I'm not forcing him to marry you. I just want to see how this works. She's like, I know what's best for him. I think you're going to be the one. Okay. And so Esme flies over, moves in with Kai. He's not real thrilled about it. Sure. Because she keeps like moving his stuff and, Uh, you know, he's autistic. You got to have your stuff in the right place. Yeah. yeah, And she just kind of creates this whole whirlwind, but it's fun. It's, it's so, so much fun. Um, Obviously, you know, chaos ensues. Of course. Yeah. Uh, And I, and I won't give it away, but it's just, it's really fun. I mean, it's a good look at the autistic mind. Mm-hmm. It's a good look at meddling mothers. Of course. <laughs> like, I want to know what universe you think, hey, I'm going to fly to Vietnam and bring you a bride home. No pressure, but, you know, like, this could change her life, and I want grandkids, and, you know, like, but it was, it was lots of fun. Well, I am really glad that I read it. Well, good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I am definitely understanding where Kai comes from. I'm weird about where my stuff is, especially in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't find something in the kitchen, mm-hmm. it makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. And so then I have to think, all right, if I was crazy, what is the most asinine place that I can think of for this object to be? And I will find it. And you know who put that away? Chris. <laughs> A boy did. <laughs> Daniel puts stuff where he thinks it should go, not where I think, not where I have it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll be cooking. I'll be like, where is that? He's like, oh, it's where it should be. And where, and where is that? Where is that? Oh, that makes me so mad. Yeah. I can't stand for stuff to be moved. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that does most of the cooking. I need you to, I appreciate that you're doing the dishes and you're unloading the dishwasher, but I need you to take into account where I have it stored. Right. Don't just make up a new home for it because then I'll never find it again. Yeah. Chris will just put stuff willy nilly Mm -hmm. in it. So it makes me so mad. That's funny. Also, he randomly breaks cups and plates all the time. Oh, all the time. We had to register for new plates and cups because he just breaks them. 
God Does he like Hulk smash them or something? Well, like, I mean, like the other day we had leftovers, and so he just like put um, burgers on a plate and then like saran wrapped it, was putting it in the fridge, and somehow he puts it in the fridge and it falls out onto the floor and shatters. Like I don't, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but I I need him to get it. it like maybe I was just like, just go to bed. Huh, I I got it. You really just funny. go to bed. And then he got mad at me for being like, just go to bed. It was just. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. He's I nice. don't have that that bad of a situation here. I really appreciate that he's trying. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of ten, I'll just kind of go behind him and fix it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely funny. But Kai, you know, he's got like his set routine. Sure. And he's, you know, his whole morning routine is thrown completely out of whack. And then she, like, has a nightmare and crawls in bed with him. And he's losing his mind. <laughs> like, what is happening here? Get out of my bed. Yeah. It's, it's fun. <laughs> like, and watching his mental process is amazing. That's really cool. And watching him realize that he can, in fact, Aww. have feelings is Aww. really wonderful. It's really sweet. No, I want to read it. It's really good. But you should read the kiss quotient first. Okay. Um, and, and then you can read this one. Okay. They're not necessarily, they can be read as standalones, but I think they're better together. Okay. Good times. All right. Well, uh, just a quick follow-up. I was reading the Jack the Ripper series when we last spoke about what we were reading. Yes. I have finished it. Nice. The you went through them real quick, too. And they're, they're larger books. Uh, so the finale was titled Capturing the Devil. <sighs> and again, those are by Carrie Menescalco. And it was really good. I want to read that for book bingo this month. It's so, I was able to read every single book and match it to book bingo. Like, and I was so excited. That's exciting. It was very good. I was very happy with how it ended. You know, sometimes series, sometimes they can end in a way that you're not very pleased with. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was pretty pleased with how everything worked out. Mm -hmm. In the final book, we find ourselves in Chicago Maybe around the time that H.H. Holmes was working his (gasps) devil magic. That is amazing. And I didn't know because once I started the first book, I just wouldn't read the next synopsis. I would just keep reading. Well, I didn't realize that because I was thinking capturing the devil. What? Who could this possibly be about? That's amazing. The devil in the white city, my friend. Which I have on my bookshelf and haven't been able to get into yet. I haven't read it either, but it has been on my list for a very long time. So when I started... Um, I had, like I told you guys before, I had to go and get the third book from our friend, Caitlin. Friend of the podcast, Caitlin. <laughs> so I had to go and get it from her because I was like dying. I had to, I had to keep Obviously. reading. And so the, the I don't next, see a problem here. No, nobody does. But I was just letting you guys know. And so then, of course, the next day I had to purchase the final book because it was not available at the library. Mm. And so I just bought it. And I'm reading it, and I was texting Caitlin, because I like to talk to someone that's read it yeah. when I'm reading, because it's more fun that way, you know? That's why we have a podcast. Yes. And so I was texting her, and then all of a sudden I figure out that they're going to be in Chicago, and I was like, are we getting AJ Thomas? I was like, oh my god! Like, just lost my mind. <laughs> it's so cool. That's fun. And it's such a gorgeous book. It's gold. Like, it's just so fancy looking. So it's fancy. So fancy. And it's just... Things happen, and it's so crazy, and I was just very stressed out about the whole thing. The whole book, I was so stressed out. It was 
very good. I was, the H.H. Holmes episode of Supernatural is one of my all-time favorites. It's, I don't remember that episode. It's in like season three or four, and they go to a hotel in Chicago, and he's in the walls haunting, oh. and he like kidnaps Joe, the blonde, remember? Not Joe, but... um. Yeah, Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe yeah, yeah. and Ellen. I do remember that yeah. now. I forgot really that that, H. H., that was H.H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. God, it's been so it's long, been a long time. since I've watched all of the Supernatural, but it's the final season. I'm like three uh, three seasons behind right now. I think I stopped in 10, Ooh. so I might be five. I think we stopped in the same place. I think yeah. we've talked about this before. Yeah. What prompted us to stop in the same place, I don't know. I don't know. I think I just got behind, and you know, it's hour-long episodes, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't have 12 hours And the right longer now. you're behind, the it's harder the it is. Yeah. It's so intimidating. But yeah, I would love to go back and rewatch it just because I love them. Mm. Um, it's so different in the beginning. Oh yeah, so it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it started in two thousand five, I think. I mean, it's on season fifteen, so two thousand four. Yeah, that's that's how old my stepdaughter is. <laughs> she was born in two thousand four. But yeah, it it's very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would absolutely recommend the this series i i have another friend at um, my other job that really kind of likes true crime and romance and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i was like hey this is the first book i think you might like this and she was like oh my god like i've never heard of this i was like you should check it out that's funny i am set to read our buddy read uh next and then i think it's gonna be stalking jack the river is gonna be uh, up next i cannot maybe I can't wait for you to read it. I understand that sometimes you you reprioritize as you read. Mm -hmm. I get that. But I'm very excited for you to read it because I feel like you would really enjoy it. Yes. And I have a prompt set in Victorian England or set in the Victorian era. Perfect. Yes. So it's going to be amazing. Okay. I am going to talk next about Time Riders. And this is by Alex Scarrow. How did you find this? This is also YA because Goodreads and I have oh, a great relationship. That's good. You know, I never check out the Goodreads recommendations. Really? You should. Tammy, I already have thousands of books. Like, I don't <laughs> right, need but Goodreads more. knows you. <laughs> like, it knows what you read. It knows what you like. you got to check out those recommendations, man. God, I... I have so many books to read. Like I, <laughs> this is true. My brain will explode if I add any more. But you might find something that's even better oh than God. everything you have right now. I don't know if that's possible. Right. Well, Time Riders was amazing. Was it really? That's awesome. Yes. So, note: this is a series. There are nine books. Oh my gosh! In this series, who wrote this? Alex Scarrow. The last book was written in 2014. I've never heard of this series. It's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's it's an extensive series. And I cannot wait to keep going. That's great. Yes. But it has everything that I love in life. Oh, I mean, that's wonderful. The only thing we really don't have is an old lady looking back. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that... <laughs> You know, that's one of my things. I know. It's a thing. I I, on it. our next Catching Up episode, I'll be talking about City of Girls, which has that. And I can't wait. <laughs> I started it. I just haven't got through it yet. <laughs> I cannot wait to yes. hear about the old woman looking back on her life. <laughs> I know. It's it's really fun so far. Okay. So coming back to Time Riders. Time travel. Love. History. Of course. Sci-fi. Oh, my. 
teenagers in charge of humanity. That's always the best. Right? So Liam should have died in 1912 on the Titanic. Okay. Maddie should have died in a plane crash in 2010. Oh. And Sal, should, who's a girl, should have died in 2026 in a fire in Mumbai. My goodness. Moments before their death. So this mysterious man appears to them and says, I can save you. You have to come with me, but you're... You're not getting your life back. You're going to be doing something else. You will no longer exist in the world. Oh, my. So, obviously, no one wants to die. So, they all go with him. Liam's 16. Maddie is 18. And Sal's 13. Oh, no. And she's put in charge of, you know, like, life-altering stuff. Sure. And I always think when we're putting people in charge of, of like, the country... 13-year-olds are the best choice. Absolutely. You know, they lead with the heart, not with the brain. So that was my one and only issue with this book. Of course. (laughs) Um, But the man that appears to them is called Foster, and he's recruited them for a time agency. So time travel has been invented, and the agency works in a time bubble, which is really cool. It's set in 2001. The best era. On September 10th and 11th. So every September 11th, this time bubble resets itself. And he says, because 2001 is the perfect, or that Monday is the perfect day to measure if there have been any changes in time. Because when the next day happens, nobody will remember the weird kids that were out of time the day before. That makes sense. Yeah. That's very interesting. I thought it was a really cool thing. So they're set in a time loop in 2001. While they're training and figuring out and going on their t- their little um, training runs and stuff. So Maddie runs the computers. Mm-hmm. Sal is really good at puzzles. So she stays in 2001 and goes out and watches the world to see what changes. Interesting. And Liam is the operative and he goes back in time. Wow. So all of a sudden the world starts to shift and a guy named Kramer has gone back in time to help Hitler win World War II. Oh my Right? So, Liam and the kind of like robot assistant, Bob, go back in time. His name is Bob? Yes. That's silly. They they cycled through several choices and they decided on Bob. See, Sal's from the future and Liam's from the past. And so, like, they're naming. Mm -hmm. They don't all agree on it. Like, you know. It's difficult. Sure. I went to, um, what was that uh, Power Rangers? Alpha? I think it was Alpha. Their little robot dude uh, in the office thing with xenon or i think alpha. xenon's a different movie zion what's the god face man dude in power rangers i'm too old for power rangers it was more of a your age kind of thing i never ever watched it morpheus no morpheus that sound no morpheus is from Mor- morpheus is from the matrix <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and that's where you're getting that from. What is that face man's name? If only we had some way to look it up. You keep talking. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, World War II. You know I love me some World War II. Absolutely. So Kramer goes back in time, and in, he wants to help Hitler win World War II. So he convinces Hitler not to invade Russia. Okay. So the future is automatically changed. So the time bubble that Maddie and Zordon, it's Zordon. I'm so glad that you found that out. I am too. It was bugging me. You done? 
Do you? No, I gotta find out the little robot dude. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna wait. You wait. I don't know any more of this. I need you to hurry. You don't know the Jeopardy song? That's that little thing that I just did is all I know. I don't know if it continues or not. It's Alpha Five. The robot was Alpha Five. So I was ninety percent correct. So the robot in Time Riders is Bob. He's not really a robot. He's technically an AI, but he's made they grew him oh like from a baby sure a baby bot they grew him in a an artificial tube so he's a human like thing he doesn't have robot parts but he's got like a robot brain somehow that's, that's cray it's very interesting okay but his his little tiny human brain that's mostly gone can override sometimes when his mission parameters should be the primary focus, his little human brain is like, no, no, do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. Sounds it. Continue. Yes. Anyway, um, so Liam and Bob are sent back in time to figure out what the heck happened. Mm-hmm. And the time has changed in the future, though. And power has been lost in New York City. So the Maddie, Sal, and Foster have to figure out how they're going to get Bob and Liam home because... There's no power. Right. And so it's just... It's crazy. It's a wild ride. It's fun, though. That's awesome. And I think the next one, they go back in time to the dinosaurs. (gasps) I don't know what happens, but it's called the Day of the Predator, I think. Uh, I don't know the plot line at all, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's prehistoric that Liam is going to go to. I love dinosaurs. And then I think at one point they go, um, I think the last book I read, they end up in the biblical times at one point. Oh my. So that's okay. kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, you know, it's time travel. It's sci-fi, fantasy, YA. All of the best things. All of the best things. That sounds really interesting. If I- only like Maddie was telling the story from the future mm-hmm. and like, telling it in retrospective and she was an old woman i know it would have been perfect Mm. alas she was not they just missed out right it could have been the perfect book (laughs) (laughs) i'm very i'm very glad that you liked it it was so much fun and i can't wait to read the next one as well i have too many things to read i i I understand i'm not enough time guys i'm about to go on a mini little trip and i borrowed from the library eight books to take with me I will be gone for four days. <laughs> and you will be quite busy I will. most of the days. I know, but I was just like, but I, I have to read all the things. <laughs> so no, legitimately, I got five books from the library, like book books, mm-hmm. and then three ebooks. <laughs> and I'm in the middle right now of three books. And I'm just, I'm very stressed out about the bad decision making that I have done to myself. That's funny. And it's just, it's too much. Maybe we need like a time turner like Hermione has so we I can go back and read. I do a time turner. That would be fun. That would be fun. Speaking of Hermione. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the brand new illustrated Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, yes, I've seen it. It's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. And we have waited two years for this one. Really? I did yes. not realize that. Um, the first three came out once a year, but Goblet of Fire is the first like 
fat, fat Harry Potter book. So. How big is it? Uh, not the Goblet of Fire. I meant the illustrated edition version. Oh, is it, it is like, larger. Yeah. It's it real is, big. It's not, it's not like giant, but it is significantly larger than the nice. other ones. And it's beautiful. It looked really so pretty. So Goblet of Fire is a very colorful, so much happens. Like it's a really big deal. Like it's really the turning point mm-hmm. of the Harry Potter series. It's where you go from like a children's series into kind of a YA series, yeah, I think. I, I agree. Um, it's so good. And I just, I got to flip through it and the pictures are amazing. I mean, the illustrator and damn it, I didn't write down his name. I'm so sorry. I think it's Jim. Jim something. Pretty sure. I will put it in the fact. We'll fact check that. Yeah. Fact check it. Yeah. But it, the illustrations are gorgeous. The front has the dinosaur on it. Like he's doing the, the fight of the dinosaur. The dragon? Are you, are you, are you in time? <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in time writer still. As much as I would love dinosaurs to be in Harry Potter. Right. It is the dragon. Yes. The dragon. You were looking at me like I said, I said a word, right? I said the right word. <laughs> it was a D word. Yes. You were so close. And it was scary and I know. scaly. And big. No, yeah. you, were, you were right there. Yeah. You were so close. But I was flipping through it, and you know, this is the book that really gets dark towards the end, Mm -hmm. and we meet the Death Eaters for kind of the first time, and so it's a very terrifying moment, and he does a two-page spread of just Death Eater faces, their masks, and it's just, it's chilling. Awesome. It's so great. It's perfect. For this month. Awesome. It, and I just, I want to read it, and then I want to watch the movie, and then I just want to read it again. I need it to go into my collection. Yes, I know. I have the first three, and I really want th- the fourth one, but they're just, they're $45, and I could buy so many books with $45. <laughs> right, especially at the used bookstore. I know. Or the library book sale, mm-hmm. which I already can't wait for the spring, because that's when the book sale is. <laughs> that's funny. But... It's so beautiful. And if you do collect them, it just came out last Tuesday. Yes. And it is, it is wonderful. I got to, so at my bookstore job, I I basically only work Tuesdays now and that's the new release day. And I asked specifically to only work this day. And so I got to put it out on the floor. And of course I sat there at seven in the morning, just like flipping through all the pretty pages. (laughs) Like it's just beautiful. That's funny. And so, yes, if you love it, you should get it because it's gorge. Nice. I did want to touch base. I started on Shantae and that's by Gita Trelis. I believe that's how you say it. Anyway, I currently have had to DNF it. Oh, hate that. Did you get far into it? I am about 20% into it. I am going to finish it. It's not a book that I think is god awful and I'll never go back to, but a few things happened, okay? So, I, you guys know I had a problem. <laughs> and then I got really bored with YA. These books that I talked about in this episode really helped me get back into the swing of things. Good. So, I think now I could go back and pick it up, mm-hmm. but where I was when I started it, it just it, I wasn't feeling it. And then the library, my my hold ended, or my, what is it called that you have? The checkout period, you mean? Yeah, my checkout period ended and somebody else had put a hold on it. Mm. So I had to turn it back in. I couldn't renew it. Gotcha. So 
I did I did mention that I was reading it a couple episodes ago, but I, I had to DNF it for right now. But I will come back to it. So I'm so not it's gonna. Not that it was bad, right? You just ran out of time. I and, and I wasn't in a good. Distracted. Yeah, I wasn't in a good place for okay. for the YAs at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go back to it. So I'm not really gonna go over the plot or anything, but just wanted to touch base on that because I know you, I had mentioned that I was reading it and then I didn't talk about it. Okay. Um, so I'll go back to it eventually. All right. It's well, a really big book. It's like 480 it is pages. A large book. So you yeah. did give it like. Almost 100 pages then. I think I was almost at 200 when oh, I well, stopped. Then that's more than 20%. Maybe I just didn't update it mm. in my, my Goodreads. Gotcha. My Goodreads said I got 20% in, uh, but maybe it was more. But I I, turned, I had to turn the book in, so I really don't remember Saddest where I was. Saddest day. Yeah. Well, um, so this episode is coming out October 15th, and this is the day that Julie Andrews' new book, Homework, comes out. Yay! Guys, I cannot wait. <laughs> I am so excited. Yeah. And next time you guys hear from me, I will have finished. Yeah. This, purchased and finished. This are book. you going to wait until our next what we've been reading to talk about it? Or are you going to like spring it in somewhere else? <laughs> I might just talk about it for the next few weeks. Okay. Because that's how excited I am. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not build it up? Of course. Like, I'm so excited mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful book like her first one was home and it's all white mm-hmm. and this one is homework and it's all black and oh, a little cool. bit of gold and it's just ugh, I need it I need it on my shelf and I need it in my life and I need it in my brain <laughs> <laughs> and and Julie Andrews is coming to Atlanta which is two hours away from us in December it yes. she will be here three days before my wedding four days four days before my wedding I don't care. I remember I sent you this, but I don't, what is she there for? Is she just doing a book signing or? No, it is a uh, discussion with Julie Andrews. Her and her daughter, Emma, who she talks about in her book, will be just discussing her life. There will be, um, I did some, I did some reading. There will be a, uh, the beginning of this discussion will be a video clip of all the stuff that she has done in her life. And it's going to be wonderful. And I will most definitely cry the whole time. We should definitely go then. I've been on the fence about it. Well, I know you're not as gung-ho about it Mm -hmm. as me. And that is okay. I am fine um, with you not going with me. But I just need you guys to know that when that happens, I will will return a changed person. Because I I will have heard Julie Andrews in my ears. From her mouth to my ears, not on the TV. And I will be You think you'll cry? Do you know me? When we go to concerts, Susie cries. Every single one. Every single time. <laughs> Every single. She's like, I heard them in my ears. I hear them. And they're living out their dreams. <laughs> it's just, I get so overwhelmed. The first concert emotion. I think we went to, the big one was Adele. Yes. And we're sitting so far up in the balcony. It There's, was so expensive. Yes. <laughs> and, and we're sitting literally like a row from the top yes, almost like our backs I was, were to the back of the i was terrified because <laughs> i'm terrified of heights and, and tavia had to hold hands with strangers yes! to walk in front of them to get to our seat and i couldn't stand up for the whole concert like Susie was standing up and cheering and stuff no i couldn't even move or breathe much less stand up i would have held your hand <laughs> it was terrifying but Susie did weep i wept she, she was a weeper <laughs> i'm a weeper a 
Rachel Weepa. Um, no, Tavia looks at me and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. Adele is singing in my ears. I, just, I hear from her lips to my ears. Like I did that. I, um, uh, several years ago, I got to go see the C, uh, the CMA country music, a uh, Christmas country music mm-hmm. thing where they, they film it, you know, like a month before mm-hmm. they actually play it. So I got to go see that. And Idina Menzel was there and she sang, let it go. And I wept. Yes. Um, I heard Carrie Underwood sing a song and I wept. Like it was just, I just, I just cry. I cry. Over. I can't imagine how much crying you'll do if you meet Julie Andrews. I won't be able to speak. Y'all know I can't talk. Like, right. But being in the same auditorium, because of course I'm going to have to get the cheap seats because the cheapest seats are $58. <laughs> and I don't care. Like, I will be in the same building, breathing the same oxygen, listening <laughs> from her mouth to my ears. I won't be able to wear makeup. I will be a hot, hot mess. And it will be the greatest night of my life. Wedding be damned. Julie Andrews <laughs> will, t- will top my year. Wow. So sorry, Chris. That is a lot of information that you just gave us right there. <laughs> that is amazing it's maria and mary poppins and uh queen clarice yes i do love queen queen clarice she's so good i love her so much mm-hmm. and i just know that this book it's like i've mentioned a hundred times it starts from the moment that she meets walt disney nice. and he asks her to be mary poppins nice. and i know that this book is going to go until she has the surgery that ruins her voice and i'm just going to die because, I didn't know that was a thing that happened. Yeah, she had, um, I don't know all of the information, but she had some vocal issues. And this doctor was like, don't worry, we'll have surgery, we'll fix you right up. You'll be singing just as fine as you were before. And they ruined her voice. Oh. And it's going to devastate me. Even though I know it has happened, it's still going to break my heart. Oh. Kind of like when I was reading Mr. Rogers' book and mm-hmm. he got cancer. Like, I knew that he was going to die, but it was mm-hmm. still devastating to read it. Also, the Titanic books that I read. You know the boat's going to sink. And yet it it's doesn't, still It doesn't make it hurt yeah. less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so that is how the rest of my year is going to be. So in order of significance, mm-hmm. it will be meeting Julie Andrews and then marrying the love of your life. That is correct. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that was on record. I, um, I'm not sorry. Uh, yeah. I, it's it's truly Andrews. <laughs> and I imagine your fiance would understand that. Yeah, because like his greatest, um, like the person he looks up to the most, who would that be? I'm trying to think. Probably like a rock star or a big football player. Maybe one of the Mannings, like Peyton, or maybe his like father. I don't know. Big football dude. Um, if he met one of them, it would probably make his whole life. So he would understand I get that. I have said many times, Julie Andrews is my deity. <laughs> when I go to bed tonight, at night, I'm like, dear Julie Andrews, <laughs> do you sing the Genovian national anthem? Genovia! <laughs> the land I call my home. You're welcome. That's amazing. Um, actually, really funny story. I know we've been talking a lot, but Princess Diaries 2. Yes. The very, very end. Yes. When Amelia Mignonette Thermopolis Rinaldi is announced queen, queen 
of Genovia. And she takes that breath and she closes her eyes. I cry. Aww. Cause her dreams. I really liked it that it's Chris Pine. Is oh my her. god! I didn't realize that that's who that was for the <gasps> longest time because he looks so different with all I that have, brown hair. I, I have loved him forever. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the first thing that I ever saw him in, but I have loved him forever, and I was ecstatic to see him in this movie. <laughs> yes, and you know they've talked about possibly doing a third, and I would fall over myself to be have you first ever read any of the books no and i've always wanted to hmm. but they're like they're they're a little more they're younger yes they're not ya they're what is below middle, that? Grade. middle grade jesus that was difficult i didn't know that they are they're middle grade um hollywood always likes to make people older always Blah, stupid seventh son um <laughs> i'm sorry i did a thing and, i should not have Percy done the thing jackson I have triggered Susie, guys. I didn't mean to. Don't trigger me in the day of Julie Andrews. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we gotta go. Yeah, we've been. We need to wrap this up. I'm so sorry. Yes, but we gave you guys lots of good books. That's what we've been reading lately. Our next episode is going to be our buddy read, which um, again is going to be House of Salt and Sorrow. So just a touch base on that, Mm -hmm. and then after that, I think we're going to be doing witches, the witching hour, and that will be the week of. All Hallows Eve. And my birthday. I'm going to mention that a few more times this month. Uh, We should be recording that episode on my actual birthday. (gasps) We will? Mm -hmm. Maybe we bring cupcakes. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't get any. But But we can eat cupcakes while talking. That'll be great for you guys. I do think I might also need a crown. I can make that happen. Okay. I have a crown. I will be happy to share it. Yay. All right. So we will see you guys next time. And happy Julie Andrews Day. (laughs) Bye.